Today, we're going to do um, kind of an overview of covenant and kingdom. And since it's the, the week after Christmas, I figured we would talk about the story of Hosea and Gomer. And for those who don't know, uh, Hosea was a prophet, and the Lord told her, or told him to, uh, to marry a prostitute. So I figured that'd be great for, for right after Christmas. Uh, and so, so the Lord breaks into Hosea's life um, during a time of great prosperity for the northern kingdom of Israel called Judea. And it was during King Jeroboam's rule. So it was King Saul, then King David, and then David's son Solomon, and then Solomon's son Jeroboam, who was ruling the northern kingdom. And, uh, and the northern kingdom was in a time of great prosperity. They had extended their rule pretty much wide. They were a world power. People knew who they were, and they were very, very wealthy. And there were times were great for the northern kingdom. And, and they, through this time of prosperity, they had forgotten represent the world, forgotten their identity in Jesus and identity in the Lord, and so they were unable to, to represent him in the kingdom. Uh, they started uh, making decisions off their own. They started uh, to, to do things on their own and, and forgot their covenant with the Lord. Um, and, and so through the decisions of their own, they moral decay happened. And so, so they were unable to represent God forgotten their identity in God. So they were unable to, to represent because they didn't have their identity in Jesus. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, about that and, and, uh, and the great, great, great covenant language that we get in the story of Hosea and Gomer. Um, although it's it's kind of a different story. I think there's some beautiful language and beautiful um, identity language spoken to us through Hosea. And so I want to kind of talk about that a little today. Um, and so just to, to recap and cover, uh, in the Garden of Eden, we were created in God's image. So we were created with God's imprint upon us. We were created um, with his identity upon us. Um, and and so we, we were created with him upon us. And so you can kind of draw a parallel to uh, a pottery class. How many of y'all have been to a pottery class or had kids go to a pottery class or made any kind of pot before, any kind of cup? And so when you're in the classes or whatever, you see these great, you see the instructor's great example of what a pot should look like. And then, of course, you go over here and try to make your own. And it looks a little awkward, maybe. Uh, maybe the, the handle of the cup is just off but it doesn't look as pristine and as perfect as, uh, as a pot of the instructor. Well, that's kind of like what we did in the Garden of Eden when we decided to uh, kind of draw back from the creator and create our own little pot. And so it's kind of awkward, kind of messed up, kind of jacked up. It doesn't sit up straight. And so I'm going to use that analogy a couple times. So if you've never made a, a pot before, maybe you can kind of at least uh, think you made a pot. <laughs> And so, so, uh, so what happened in the Garden of Eden was we drew back from that identity. We took a step away from God's imprint in our lives, and we decided to fill our cup or take our identity with a hundred different things. could be financial stuff. We could go uh, identity crises with, with uh, uh, sex. You can go with uh, sports. You can fill your cup with a hundred different things that aren't the identity in God. So, so what I want to talk about today is going to be 
um, Hosea, Gomer, and the Lord's relationship. So uh, we'll read uh, the first part here. Uh, Hosea chapter Turn there in your pew Bibles, or it'll be up on, the, on the, the board. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, the son of Barry, during the years of Uzziah, Jonathan, Azar, and Hezekiah, where the kings of Judah, and Jeroboam, the son of Jeshua, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute, so that her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning away, turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. So there are a few truths that we can take um, from relationships, uh, from relationship with God and God's relationship with Hosea and Gomer. So for the first one, um, God is faithful and we are not. Uh, we are unfaithful to the Lord a lot. Um, we are unfaithful. We will, we will uh, be faithful to a hundred different things. We'll be faithful to our finances. And we'll say, I can control my finances. I don't need to give to the Lord because uh, I can control my finances. I need that money. Or we can uh, be unfaithful to the Lord by saying, uh, I'm going to draw back and I'm going to find my identity in, uh, in my spouse or in my, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, or in or, or sex, or draw back and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be unfaithful, and I'm just going to run from the Lord. I'm going to run from his relationship because it's scary. Um, we're unfaithful to the Lord, um, but yet he is faithful to us. Um, so we'll read um, from chapter 2 here, and, uh, and a little background what's going on in the story of Hosea and Gomer right now is, is Gomer is scared to be in a relationship with Hosea. Um, so Chapter 2. Uh, but then I'll win her back once again. I will lead her into a desert and tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she was young. I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. O oh, Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips, and you will never mention them again. On that day, I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing your righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know that I am the Lord. Um, so one part in this, it says the Lord will lead Gomer out into the desert, uh, a place where there's not a lot of resources. It's probably dry. It's probably hot like it is now. Um, probably not a lot of rain in the desert. There's not a lot to eat. There's not a lot of fun out in the desert. And so the Lord draws Hosea away from her idols, away from her other men, away from everything, and places her into a desert where she can see, and the Lord will prove to her that he's the only one that will follow her there, that he's the only one that will follow us into the desert. So the times that we 
totally just isolate ourselves, that we are unfaithful to the Lord, uh, that we forget who the Lord is, that God will lure us into a desert, a place that not a lot of people will follow you, and there he will give his faith, showing and being there, and uh, being the only one that will follow you and us there. So we're wanderers. We, uh, we wander a lot. Um, I know, I know uh, it's easy for us to, to see a relationship with the Lord and be scared and fearful of that and to, to want to wander and go um, and grab a lot of different identity pieces uh, that aren't him. But one truth in this is that the Lord, the Lord will pursue us and be faithful to us. That doesn't just happen once that we go out in the desert and the Lord <laughs> follows us there. But twice, three times, four times, a thousand times, the Lord will show that he will be there, show up time after time after time. And, and our, our sin and our, all the other crap that we have won't, won't follow us out there. Um, it will be the Lord that will do it. So the second one, second truth that we can grab from this relationship is we can't redeem ourselves, but God redeems us. Um, so here in uh, chapter 3, go again and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of bailey and a measure of wine. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or a prince and without sacrifices sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterwards, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord, their God, and to David's descendants, their king. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and his goodness. So in this story, uh, Gomer has brought herself back into prostitution at this point, that she, uh, she runs back to those other even though the Lord has pursued her into the desert and brought her out of that uh, and, and proven his faithfulness to her, uh, she decides to go back into to prostitution with other men. She decides to go back to, to finding her identity and, and, other, and other men, other guys, uh, anything but her identity, her marriage with, with uh, Hosea. And uh, so she goes back, and what does Hosea do? He buys her back uh, a pretty hefty price. Back then, um, the, the amount that he gave up, the, the wine, the barley, um, the, the piece of silver, it came with great cost to Hosea. It wasn't just like a 50 cents, here you go, I want you back. But it was great cost uh, and a lot of resources that he had to give up for her. And uh, the reason why he does it, though, is because that is part of him. That's, that's his to have. It's his wife. And so he gives up no matter what the cost is, he decides to fork it over. She can, she can come back to him. And just like our Lord, um, he wants us to be back with him. He redeems us. Um, so the definition of redeem is to, to buy something back. So in our wandering with our, with our sin, uh, go back to the, the pot example, we, we can create a, this pot that is awkward and tilted, trash, basically. And the Lord still looks at us and says, 
even though your pot is not the greatest, I still want that pot. I'm going to pay a hefty price for it. I'm going to pay the price of my son for that, for that pot, for your sin, for your, your uh, divinity in me. Um, so the Lord gives uh, redemption to those that even you may not see that you're worth it, that he still redeems you, that he pays enough for you, that you're worth the death of him, you're worth the, the peace of himself, bringing back and bringing brought back into the family. Um, and the third truth, third truth is God wants a relationship with you. Um, God wants to, to have a restored relationship with you, that the creator of the universe desires deeply to be with you. And, uh, and we can see this in uh, chapter 14. Hosea, return to Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confession, turn to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer your praises. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols, we have made you our gods. Then the Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. So the Lord wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to restore his kingdom on this earth through you. Um, and he wants to, desires deeply to be with you. Um, so think back to an intimate relationship you've had, maybe one with your wife, maybe one with your husband, maybe one with your children, maybe one with Jesus. And, uh, and when you're sitting down on a first date, or maybe a second date, third date, and, uh, and you're questioning, I don't know if this is somebody I want to be with for a long term, or you kind of have those questions of doubt in your mind, and you look at them face to face, and you look deep into their eyes uh, of that significant other, and, uh, and you see that there's something special going on, and then maybe somebody says, I love you, and you like freak out, or maybe says, somebody says, hey, I like Star Wars with you, and you like freak out. Uh, but there's that time that you have to decide if that intimacy is for you or not, if that relationship is for, for you or not, that you're confronted with um, something that, that if you take a step into could be something great, or if you take a, something, a step back and you can say, all right, you know, I'll move on and try to find something else. But when you take that step forward, there's that just a little bit of fear, maybe a lot of fear, but there's a little bit of fear and and so I don't know about you, but for me, in my relationship with Jesus and the Lord, that's kind of where I'm at right now, is I'm inching a, and taking a step out because I'm fearful because I don't think the creator of the universe wants to be in a relationship with me. And I don't think the creator of the universe wants to redeem me, and I don't think that the creator of the universe wants to me. Um, so I to take that out slowly, and I, I want that for you too. Um, that, that when you see this relationship with the Lord and, and you see that he's being faithful and redeeming you on a daily basis, that you step into that and lean into that relationship. 
and there might be that little bit of fear where you don't know what's going to happen, and maybe it's scared of intimacy, maybe it's uh, fear of letting go of an identity you have in an idol, it's because you've been damaged by relationships in the past, and you don't know what to do in an intimate relationship, but I encourage you with the Lord that he will prove to you that he's going to follow you into the desert, that he's going to follow you and pursue you and buy you back. So just give him a chance because he doesn't fail. Uh, the Lord doesn't fail. Uh, he never has and never, never will. And so I encourage you to, to listen to his voice as he's calling you. Listen to the voice, that, that little voice, um, when you're maybe in a, in a time of a desert or maybe in a time of, of just sheer um, fear going to break into your life and speak that little, little encouraging word of, I love you. Come into a relationship with me. Be with me. Take that step and respond to the relationship that I'm giving you. Um, and what's beautiful about a covenantal relationship and, and about uh, our kingdom responsibility is that we don't get to earn our identity. Uh, as the video said, that video, I was like, man, he should just preach today. I don't, I don't really need to. Uh, uh, we don't have to earn that identity that is just given to us by being children of him Um, and and we get that through baptism and we get to celebrate that through communion so in a little bit today we're going to enjoy a meal with our father uh, and enjoy an intimate time where we get to sit down at the table with family and we get to stare into the eyes of, of Jesus he pours out his life to you and says, I want to redeem you. I want to be, in- I want to be faithful to you. And so I, I ask you guys to, to take that step out with him and to, to be in, in a relationship with him. The, let him heal you. Let him forgive your sins. Let him uh, tear down those eyes. Let him uh, be your father. We will family with with communion so to, to kind of close up um, the Lord always will be in a relationship with you um, because of Jesus and death on the cross the covenant that we um, stepped back from in the Garden of Eden um, that that is restored again through through Jesus that that our relationship with the Father is a hundred percent because us. And so we don't have to earn that identity piece. We don't have to, to look elsewhere identity, but it's done, done in Jesus. Uh, let's pray. Dear Lord, um, thank you so much for this time to gather as a family. Um, thank you for time to, to get together uh, and worship you uh, as the Almighty Father and, and uh we know that, that our, our days um, of relationship with you are, are forever, Lord, and, and help us to respond to that relationship and not to run from it, to, uh, to look upon you as our Father and our Redeemer, a Father that's, that is always, always pursuing us and uh, will lead us into the desert, Lord, and show us and prove to us that you will follow us there. Um, Father, thank you so much for being a good, good Father. Um, And uh, we love you very much. And also we ask your name.